So I kicked off the series, and the series I kicked off is called Manage Your Mind. Manage Your Mind. There's a whole lot going on with the mind these days. I mean, the mass shootings, right? Not only are they talking about guns, but what are they talking about? They're talking about mental health. They're talking about a lot of the people that are doing these things. There's a mental disturbance in their brains. And I would say to you, that is all the world can diagnose this as. Because the world does not recognize things that are spiritual. So they have to come up with a logical, reasonable, human way of seeing things. When the Bible says... Satan is the murderer. He, the devil, is the murderer who influenced people. That's why people can do something horrendous and afterwards be sad about it. Wonder why did they do it? Or the parents start thinking, what happened to my child? As we deal with mind management, it's, I, I told this story of my teammate. He was a second-round draft pick coming out of the SEC conference where all these great football players come from. I came from the Southern University Historical Black College. That's right. Get it out there, all right? <laughs> but he was a second-round draft pick. He was a receiver, and he was projected to be a starter. He ended up starting on our team. But the first day of training camp, he drove up in his blazer. That's what it was, a Chevy blazer. And he had a sign on the front of his vehicle that says, I got my mind on my money. So the rookie was coming to camp with his mind on his money when it should have been on football. And what causes many people at, t at different times to not uh, reach their full potential is their minds are on something else instead of what it should be on. So I have this bracelet. Thank you so much, team, for getting this bracelet for us. And I think they've handed these out, have they? So guess what? We got mind management. And management of the mind, literally, you and I are capable of doing it. Before you got saved, it would have been much harder. Because before you and I got saved, we just did what came to our mind usually. And especially when no one was looking. Can I get a what what? That's the modern day way of saying amen, all right? That's, that's for the millennials and 20 and under, all right? 18-year-old and under. So we end this series called Mind Management, and I really want to plow the ground. And I, I went to purchase something. Now, I'm getting ready to date a lot of you guys. And I'm getting ready to mess with the millennials. And if you know what this is, If you know what this is, and don't lie, because if you lie, you're in church, and Ananias and Sapphire is a witness. What happens when you lie in church? All right. If you know what this is, stand up. Now, we got some liars in here, boy. I've been taught to verify everything. So I'm getting ready to verify. I'm getting ready to step down. Uh, uh, brother Art, would you be one of my angels here? Come on, come here, please. Just come right here, Brother Art. 
Let's see. I just want you to go randomly back there and pick somebody that's standing up and tell them to whisper in your ear what this is. <laughs> Angels usually move, you move a little faster, Brother Art. We got the first one. All right, way to go, way to go. All right, go back. And don't tell anybody standing next to you either. Go grab one more person, please, Brother Art. Gabriel move a lot faster than that, man. <laughs> now, you can't ask anybody over 50, Art. Anybody over 50, sit down, please. All right, all right. Now we work it. Now we work it. All right, now. Come on, now we work it. Come on, Brother Art. Now we in business. Now we in business. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. We're in the right place now. All right. I know we're in the right place now. Okay, can you do one more? Just one more. One more. One more. One more. All right. All right, that's, that's two under 50. Let's do one more. I want somebody under, uh, under 30. All right, you may be seated. If you're going to manage your mind, you're, you will have to know how to use one of these. <laughs> we first got to start out by knowing what one of these is. Would you put the definition? A long-handed gardening tool with a thin metal blade used mainly for weeding or getting weeds out and breaking up soil. A hoe. H-O-E. Boy, it's quiet in here, boy. <laughs> I know some of y'all, first, first time guests, where he going with this? <laughs> what if I shared with you the key to mind management is knowing, number one, what is your hope and how to use your hope? Y'all just, <laughs> that's a bad audience here, boy. <laughs> I am not talking about hope. <laughs> I just want to deal with the elephant in the room. I am not talking about hope. A prostitute comes from the word whore. So everybody shout it out. Pastor, Pastor. is not talking about 
how? When I went to the store to purchase this, it took a while for the attendant at Home Depot to get to me. So I went to Home Depot to get a hope. Now, full disclosure, what I thought a hope was, wasn't a hope. I went to the section where the gardener tools were. I saw something, and I thought it was a hope. But just to be sure, I called somebody. I think I could have Googled it up. I wanted to get some help because some of us don't ask for help. I needed some help. So it took a while for him to get there, and then finally a person came. I'm not telling you the gender. I'm going to just tell you one of the attendants came. I'm not telling you whether they were a male or female, but they were an employee of Home Depot, and they came to help. So I ask, can you tell me where the holes are? <laughs> Why y'all laughing so much? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> can I teach this message? Boy, this is, this is a tough group right here, boy. I know some of you are right now, some, some religious people. Now, he could, have t he could have picked a better topic. There was a better way of saying this. But I will teach you, there's no vacancies in the Trinity. God doesn't need your help. But he does, he does need your participation. So as we walk, she said, well, what, what you need it? I, I said it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she started asking me questions. She said, well, what, what you need it for? I said, I, I want to, I didn't tell her, I really didn't tell her anything about a lesson. Y'all notice I got the tag on here. <laughs> See, if you don't manage your mind, first thing you'll say, take it back. But I've used the tool. See, you got to manage your mind. See, before you got said, you just take it back. You wear that dress, keep the tag on it, put it inside. Somebody look at somebody and say, right now, manage your mind. So she said, what are you going to do with it? I said, oh, I need to get some weeds and some things and really dig up some soil and, and loosen it up. You know what she said? She said, oh, no, I'll pay somebody to do that. What we built on Tuesday is what we found out. You have to manage your mind. You can't pay anybody to do this for you. I wish you could come up here and I could lay hands on you and get you to manage your mind. But we found out that Satan is a thief. And what he's really trying to steal, get this, is your hope. Because this gets the weeds out. 
this loosen up the soil to make it ready for seed. So if I was Satan, I want to steal your hope. <laughs> we got a loud one to the left here. <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit hit people different ways, and they respond. Now, anybody know how to use one of these? I need somebody to come up here and explain to me how to use one of these. I can't get a volunteer. Come on, somebody, somebody. I got one right here. You come on. We get a, we get a female too. Let's do it. You know how we do it. Let's do be equal opportunists. I know some of y'all say, why you use a lady? So you don't have that now. Now, you have a mic for me real quick? Real quick? Come on, come on. Quick, 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 quick. Quick, here, come, here comes the mic. Thank you so much. It's around here somewhere. I know you have one. There we go, Pastor T. That was Pastor Tears up. Tell us how to use a hope. Well, you got weeds. Okay. You put the mic up, please, to your face. Okay. All right. So you're going to teach me how to use the hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you got weeds. Yeah. Put the mic up. When you got weeds. Um, okay. When you have weeds. And you have uh, planted seeds. Planted seeds. Okay, so seeds you, already in the ground. Yes. And pretend you got a lot of rows going. Pretend so, that these rows. So we got rows. I got rows. My seed already in the ground. Yes. All right. And when weeds start growing around it, you don't want it to choke out your seed. We don't want the weeds to choke out the seed. Because your uh, seed is growing. My seed is growing. All right. So can you I... You want to turn it sideways. Sideways. So on the corner. And so when it's got groove, here are your seeds. Here's my seed. And here are your uh, uh, soil. Here's the soil. But weeds grows on the side. Weeds grows start, on the side. Yes, yeah. and you want to keep this soft, both sides soft. When you come, you, you go and you keep going in because you don't want to knock down what, what's coming up. We don't want to knock down what's coming up, which is what's coming from the seed. Right, whatever Got you it. planted. Whatever we planted. You want to catch it and chop it off. You want to catch it and chop it off. And keep this soft so it can keep coming through. And keep it soft so it can keep coming through. Yeah, the, whatever you planted. If you planted... Uh, uh, faith. Faith. You, and uh, doubt come in. Doubt. You want to chop it off. No, see, you're trying to give me some spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how to do this naturally. Give, oh, okay, what, okay. What, what you plant? You got some, um, I, I got I'm some. I'm uh, the spiritual part. You just I got some give me uh, tomatoes going. You got some tomato seeds in here. Right. You're right. And then mm-hmm. there's some weeds on each side. Yes. And I need to. You want to get down real close. I want to get close. Yes, because you chop off halfway up, it's still growing. Um, it's still growing. And so it's going to get strong. You're thinking you got something going on. You ain't got nothing going on. You don't have so nothing going on. I got to get to the root. You got to get to the root. You got to start at the beginning. Got to start at the beginning. Because if you don't start at the beginning, if I don't start at the up. beginning, what? It's nothing coming up. It's nothing coming up. It gets up. choked out. It gets choked out. And it died. And it died. All right. So I was talking earlier this week to an early childhood education specialist. She says, if you put money on the front end with the child, you'll save it on the back end. Mm-hmm. What happens, 
Early childhood education, mothers, all these babies, while you got time, the key to setting them on the right path is getting them early childhood education. And if you're a child or you're a grandmother of a child that have young children, this the time. And there's a program in this state, write it down, called Parent as Teachers. It is a free program that for some reason, I have no idea why they don't tell people. Literally, in underserved communities or in your house, wherever you are in the state of Missouri, it's every place in every school district. Literally, where a counselor, somebody will come to your house and teach you, examine where your child is, where your child should be, and what the steps should be. You got something to add to this? I just got educated. Okay, you just I, got I just got educated. You just got educated. Yeah, I, I had it in my mind, but I can't be as uh, descriptive as she was. So, but, wow. Yeah. Wow. So you got up here, you getting ready, you ready to explain. Yes. All of a sudden, you got greater wisdom as you humbled yourself and listened. Yes, sir. Let's give him a hand. Please, Isaiah chapter 55, and many of you all read the scripture before. Pastor, why are you just getting to the scriptures? I'm building a foundation. This is the message Bible, verse number one, 55 verse one. Hey there, God calling you. Hey there. All who are thirsty, come to the water. Are you penniless? Come anyway, buy and eat. You mean I can eat and get some food I don't have to pay for? Yes. Come anyway, buy and eat. Come Buy your drinks, buy wine and milk, buy without what? Everything's what? Why do you spend your money on junk food? Your hard-earned cash on cotton candy. In other words, things that don't satisfy Listen to me. Listen well, church. Eat only the best. Fill yourself with only the finest. Pay attention. Come close now. Didn't Sister Perry tell us you got to get close? And when God is speaking the scriptures or anybody reading the scriptures, pay attention. Don't allow your mind to drift now. What is God saying to me? Salvation is God's pre, what, what do they call a trailer before the movie comes? Isaiah is God's preview of the salvation through Jesus that's coming. 
Isaiah gets a vision directly from heaven of what happens when you and I get saved. It's the New Testament preview. And Isaiah is the star in this preview. He says, listen to me, listen well, eat only the best, fill yourself with only the finest, pay attention, come close now, listen carefully to my life, what? Life-giving, life-nourishing, what? Words. I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you. The same that I made with David, sure, solid, enduring, love. I set him up as a witness to the nations. Who did? Made him a prince and leader of the nations. Who did? And now I'm doing it to your summer nations you've never heard of. And nations who've never heard of you will come running to you. Because of me, because of who? Your. Because the Holy One of Israel, his name is? Come on, class. His name is? The Holy One of Israel has honored Seek God while he's here to be found. This is the day of salvation. This is the time to get saved. If I wasn't saved, I'd get what? Saved. Pray to him while he's close at hand. Pray. Ask God. Talk to your heavenly father. Let the wicked abandon their way of life. And the evil their way of what? There's our word. Manage your what? So evil has a way of thinking. Wicked comes from your thinking. And the evil, their way of thinking, let them. Who? 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 Not God. Let who? Come back to? Who? Me. Who is what? Merciful. Mercy is when I don't get what I do deserve. Mercy is God's compassion moved to help alleviate the consequences of our poor sinful decisions. Mercy is God loving us apart from our work. Mercy is God's goodness that he has for us because of what David has done and, his, and because of what Jesus has done and his covenant with David to the children of Israel. In other words, God is keeping his goodness and compassion on our lives, not because of us but because of his commitment to Jesus. And Jesus' commitment to Abraham has nothing to do with you and I, and you'll see that in a second. Let them come back to God. Let who? Let who come back to God? Why come back to God? Because the world and self-righteous Christians don't want you to run to God. Why? Because they base their Christian walk based on what they do or don't do or haven't done. 
instead of the only way to get saved is to receive the rescue of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the only way of salvation. There's no other way. Not keeping the Sabbath, not keeping the laws, only through the humility to allow Jesus to be Lord and nobody else. It is to receive his mercy that cannot be earned. Tell my mind management. The first part of my mind I got to manage is my salvation. That's why if you go in Ephesians 6, the first part of the armor is the armor, the helmet of what? Salvation. Satan is messing with too many of us with our minds because he's telling us lies instead of us meditating on the truth. Let them come back to God who's merciful. Come back to our God who is lavish with what? What is he with? What is he with uh, forgiveness? What does lavish mean? Abundance. When I don't manage my mind, I don't receive the forgiveness because I'm trying to figure out I've done too much. I don't deserve this. But I'm going to close with a person that's going to blow your mind. When you understand that his mercy is extended to all of us, regardless of race, creed, or color, how much money you got, it doesn't matter. His compassion is, is it's like a big old hug. Look what he says. I don't think the way you think. I'm going to say that one more. And thank God he doesn't. Everybody read this. This is God talking through Isaiah. Ready, read. I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. Let's, this, that's the, let's differentiate. Let's make sure you get this together here. Let's make sure you understand this. When you receive the salvation, I don't think like you. I don't work like you. The way I draw people is through loving kindness. Not through bad things happening in their lives. Satan trying to kill them. Satan is trying to kill them. I am causing them to live. Satan is trying to put guilt on them. I'm causing them to receive the guilt being removed from them. God's decree. Check this out. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. That's pretty high. And the way I think is beyond the way you what? Just as rain and snow descends from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom. So snow and rain does their work causing things to do what? 
blossom, grow, and what? So you're not going to grow through your own self-help books. Why do we have all these continued new bestsellers with a new best idea? Because the people who wrote them back in the 80s have died. So they're writing another book about self-help. Here's the greatest help I could tell you. You and I, apart from Christ, are a wreck. Well, hold up, pastor. I want some self-esteem. No, self-esteem will cause you to have low esteem. But if you connect to Christ and realize, apart from Christ, I will do anything. That's called humility. Mind management. Doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words, uh-oh, pay attention to this, so will the words that come out of my not come back empty-handed. They will do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. Please put up Joshua chapter 2. If you're going to manage your mind, the first thing you're going to have to do is get this salvation thing down and realize when God tugged your heart to receive Jesus Christ, it's because he chose you. Not because you deserve it and not because you, you all that in a bag of chips. Joshua chapter 2 verse 1, please. Joshua chapter 2 verse 1. This is an interesting story that I close with. And I'm closing it because I want to use a reference. Remember we started off with the hope? And we're going to close with the hope. We started off with a hope. And we're going to close what people will call a hope. Joshua, the son of Nun, secretly sent out from Shittim two men as spies. This is God giving the people of Israel Jericho, a city. This is God who's already chosen the children of Israel, and he's going to give them a city. The city is called Jericho. Joshua is now the leader. Moses is dead. Joshua is learning that the way you keep the weeds out and you get them out it's through your faith. And your faith is what God tells you to do in any given situation. Because his word is considered incorruptible. And we just read in Isaiah, he says, my word will not return to me void. It will accomplish the very thing I've sent it to accomplish. If I say you are blessed, I don't care what's going on in your life right now. You are blessed. And if God says it, Satan knows it and knows he can do nothing about it but try to deceive you into thinking you're not blessed. 
So now we got something look totally unrelated. God is getting ready to give his people Israel a promised land, but he's getting ready to bless a hope. Go over the land, check it out. He's telling Joshua. Joshua's telling these guys. They left and arrived at the house of a harlot named Rahab and stayed there. Two spies, they go and spy out the land that God has given them. So that tells me even what God gave you, you got to do your part. So God said, I'm giving you Jericho. Joshua now prepares a natural strategy. Hey, go spy it out. Go see what's going on. So the two spies go. Go back to verse 1, please. They left and arrived at the house of who? A harlot named Rahab and stayed there. Hmm. Now we got a problem. We got the children of Israel, two spies going to a, a prostitute's house, but I'm going to just use my word, a whole house. Doing God's business. That goes all against, I mean, religious people, I mean, self-righteous people, you can't figure this out at all. Surely God wouldn't have two of his main guys staying at a whole house. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Don't you try to get involved in my business. Hallelujah. When we got ready to play football, and we're getting ready to play against a team, we know we'll bring it. Our coaches, they come out and say, you better get your mind right. Any athletes around, you know what I'm talking about. Those coaches, you know what they were saying? You better get your mind right. And you and I dealing with a live enemy. And you got to get your mind right to first to know that you got saved because God delivered you and you trusted in Jesus Christ and God chose you and that's how you're standing on. You're not standing on what you get did, uh, had 10 good days and one bad. You're standing on Jesus Christ, him crucified. Come to the altar and worship what? Worship what? He, give him thanks, give him praise. Joshua, next verse, please. The king of Jericho was told, We've just learned that men arrived tonight to spy out the land. They're from the people of Israel. So these guys are in their camp. Now, there's a lot of fear going on in Jericho. Next verse, please. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you to stay the night in your house. I submit to you, Rahab, who was probably outcast and considered the lowest of society, She's now been set up and chosen by God, but she's still in a prostitute state. And God has not taken any battle or strategic battle plan any way like you would think. Why would he have these two guys go stay the night at a whole house? Well, Pastor, why do you have to use the word hoe? Why you can't use whore? We're in a church where there's holy. It should be holy communication. You shouldn't have these kind of words that you're using to spare people and disparage women. I'm putting what the Bible says. Because the Bible don't want to fool you. And the Bible is not something man wrote. 
The Bible is how God did things and the people he used, he don't care how you feel about it. He God, not you and I. He made us, not we ourselves. He puts the plan together, not us. Prayer is to find out God's plan. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you to stay the night your house. They're spies. They've come to spy out the whole country. The woman had taken the two men and hidden them. This is a wise lady. Don't you be fooled by her profession. She said, yes, two men did come to me, but I didn't know where they came from. At dark, when the gate was about to shut, the men left. But I have no idea where they went. Hurry up, chase them. You can still catch them. She had actually taken them up on the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax that were spread out for her on the roof. So the men set chase down the Jordan Road toward the fords. As soon as they were gone, the gate was shut because these people were afraid. They had heard about the Israelites and knew that these people were coming to get them. Before the, the spies went down for the night, the woman came up to them on the roof and said, this is a wise lady. She's just caught up in a bad situation. I know that God has given you the land. We are all afraid. How do y'all think she knew how afraid they were. Probably some of the soldiers took a trip to her house. Everyone in the country feels hopeless. This is a prostitute talking. This is supposed to be an outcast. This is supposed to be somebody who you don't even have a conversation with. We heard how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea. Faith comes how? We've heard about your supernatural deliverance out of Egypt. And dried up the Red Sea before you went left, before you left Egypt. And what he did, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you put under holy curse and destroyed. This woman is telling these two spies. We heard it and our hearts sank. We all had the wind knocked out of us. And all because of you. And you and God, your God, the God of the heavens above and the God of the earth below. This faith talking, by the way. This faith talking, this lady is getting ready to get saved. This lady recognizes the God of the Bible. She's getting ready to be saved in spite of what she does. Now promise me by God. Why is this important to get your mind right? Because Satan and other people who don't understand salvation want you to feel saved. Want you to be saved based on you doing everything right or wrong instead of first anchoring your salvation on Jesus Christ playing a penalty for you and I. And Jesus Christ alone saves us. And that's hard because we like feeling like we've done it good. 
we like to equate what somebody else does based on what we do. It's hard to accept that God will save you because he chose to save you in spite of anything. Now promise me, this, you got to love this girl. Ooh, ooh. If anybody know how to use a hoe, it's Rahab. This girl getting ready to get saved by faith and faith only. Now promise me by God, I showed you what? Mm-mm-mm. New Testament, I think it says, those that give mercy shall receive mercy. Now show my family. Ooh, woo! A prostitute. Get a whole family saved. Now you know the family been talking about it. About her poor lifestyle. You know her sister's been saying, girl. You know her brother say, you know sis out there. But sis getting ready to get all of them saved. Now show my family mercy and give me some tangible proof. Ooh, this is a wise woman. A guarantee of life for my father and mother. Ooh, woo! One thing I learned. There's one thing I learned. Stop spending time trying to figure out God. And just do what he tells you. Some things you'll never understand. And some things, quite frankly, you don't need to understand until you do what he tells you to do. So look, and guarantee the life of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and everyone connected with my family, save our souls from death. Let that sink in. Because she knew how to use the hope. What was the hope? Her faith. We heard how the God, your God, rescued you from Egypt. We heard how you took care of those two kings. Faith comes how? By hearing. See, the only thing going to get the weeds out is the word. The only thing going to break your heart is the word. The word is like water. Eventually it softens you. And then the seed is incorruptible. So when God speaks it, you're saved. His word won't return to you void. To him void. It will accomplish that which he says. Our lives for yours. Now the men makes the agreement. Our lives for yours, said the men. But don't tell anyone our business. Homegirl was transacting business. When God turns this land over to us, we'll do right by you in loyal what? Rahab. Like you and I. She was saved because of her faith. 
not because of the lifestyle she was living. And she thought enough of her family to do business that would benefit her family. You know the interesting thing about Rahab? She has a son. Anybody want to guess Rahab's son's name? Boaz. How about our grandson, Obed? How about our great-grandson, Jesse? And how about our great-great-grandson, David? I say to you, the hope who hold in her generation set a lineage I don't even know if she ever stopped being a prostitute I don't know but I do know she had faith and I'm here to tell whoever will listen God is calling you. I'm telling you, the world and sometimes even believers will cast you out and say, don't mess with her. But the Bible says, God picks the outcast. So the excellence will be of him and not of us. What I want you to remember from this, as we talk about this mind management, this represents making sure you keep the weeds of lies out of your life. And what did I start with? The helmet of salvation. I'm saved because of my faith in Jesus Christ only. Now, why is that important? Because the devil is a liar. He'll tell you stuff, you're not saved. Look, you keep doing that same thing over and over again. You're not saved. Oh, you know, you're not saved. See, you don't even go to church anymore. When they don't realize you've gotten hurt and you got saved and you didn't realize, and I'll talk about this later, that sin is a noun and not a verb. Because you didn't understand what that was. You and I were born in sin but yet God still chose you you've been chosen and you can't do anything about it and if I could say it over and over again to God's people you have been chosen he's chosen you and I know sometimes it's hard for you to believe but your heavenly father has chosen you your heavenly father has chosen you. Your heavenly Father has chosen you. Now you can get on, try to build your Christian life as much as you want, read all the books you want, but you better build with the foundation of Jesus Christ, Him crucified, and nothing else. And anything else is going to keep you like a roller coaster. Up and down.
But when you realize he chose me and I accepted, he tugged on my heart, I heard the call and I responded. And you know what I love doing? I love becoming more and more of who he's created me to be. Because he can anoint counterfeits. There are a number of people who probably would have brought this message in a different way, but they not me. And until you know, and you can look in the mirror, Generation Z, Millennials, until you can look in the mirror instead of Instagram, instead of Snapchat, instead of Facebook, and know that God loves you and that he's chosen you and that he's gifted you and it's not the responses of likes but it is the response of you you've been chosen once you become satisfied with you you will live at peace with others because the scripture says love your neighbor as you love yourself. And your father loves you. 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 How can you love me? I'm a prostitute. I'm a prostitute. How can you love me? Because I chose you. And I know your Heavenly Father. I know what it's like to be down here. I know what it's like to be down here. And I got mercy and compassion for you. I got your back. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time this morning.